Off we go on another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Greg Swatek here with you, and it is a state uh, playoff week. Uh, have quarterfinals in baseball and softball and uh, semifinals uh, for boys and girls lacrosse. And on this week's episode, we'll have uh, Dean Kosha on, the uh, head coach of the Ligonor girls lacrosse team. Uh, Lancers back in the state semifinals for the second uh, consecutive year. Uh, they'll take on uh, Towson on uh, Saturday. Uh, so we'll talk to Dean about that and about their season. And uh, he, of course, is a first-year coach, so we'll talk to him about how uh, he got the job uh, with, with Leganor. Uh, but prior to that, uh, Alexander Dacey and John Cannon, my colleagues here at the FNP uh, Sports Department, are here with me to discuss all of this action. Nine teams uh, overall, right, John? Right. Uh, 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 over... Um, baseball, softball, boys and girls lacrosse, that doesn't take into account uh, regional tennis, which is happening this week, and regional track, which is happening this week. So uh, really one of the, one of the busiest uh, weeks on the sports calendar of the entire year. But um, we'll start with lacrosse, and all of our games are on Saturday. Um, we have <clears throat> on the boys' side um, Urbana in uh, 4A. Um, they will, uh, take on, uh, why am I, uh, failing to find it here? Uh, Broadneck, right, Alexander? Uh, one of the best teams in the state. So it's going to, it's going to be a tall order. Yeah, they're, uh, they're undefeated and, uh, they, they're the ones that ended Urbana's season in the state semis last year. So, um, you know, Urbana played some games, some out of conference games earlier this year against teams like South River, Hereford, Kent Island, you know, to prepare them for games like this. And, uh, you know, they're, they're coming in probably about as ready as they can be, but still, I mean, Broadneck's going to be a real, real tall order. They seem to be just kind of mowing through everybody. That game's at uh, 2 p.m. Saturday uh, at Crofton High School. Um, at Paint Branch High School, the Ligonor boys and girls play. Uh, Ligonor boys play at noon against Mount Hebron. Uh, do we have a feel for for that one? Um, not as not quite as good of a feel as Broadneck, just because I mean, again, it's it, it you know it it kind of pops out when a team is undefeated and rolling like Broadneck is. But uh, Hebron is traditionally a power, and I know in the past Ligonor has gone to. Um, I know, I know Hebron is organized, uh, usually organizes like a spring break tournament and Lingenor has been there in the past and they've had mixed kind of, you know, some wins, some losses. So I'm not exactly sure how that, you know, how this, this year's team is, but I imagine they're also pretty, pretty strong. Uh, for what it's worth, Lingenor is the number one seed and mm-hmm. in, in 3A for boys lacrosse. So, and they've, they've won uh, uh, two, t- two titles in the past, uh, the, the Lingenor boys, um, Looking for title number three. They have two of the Frederick the, of the three, excuse me, Frederick County uh, Lacrosse State Championships. Uh, Ligonor girls looking for their first. They play uh, top seeded Towson at two p.m. and uh, that uh, that's right after the Ligonor boys play. Also at Paint Branch High School, uh, it should be a pretty. We'll talk to Dean about this, but it should be a pretty competitive game. Towson comes from a um, uh, a pretty good area for lacrosse. They come from a pretty strong region. Um, so I think they're a legit one seed, but but the Ligonor girls uh, uh, coming off last year's rough uh, rough experience where they lost in the last 30 seconds of the game, uh, they're obviously battle tested with with many of their key players, and uh, they're, they're very explosive too, uh, with uh, Reese Wallach and uh, Leah Doy uh, playing attack. Uh, the best girls team in the county all season has probably been uh, the Middletown girls, and they'll play 
uh, at 2 p.m. at Haverty Grace High School against uh, Hereford, uh, a traditional power for both boys and girls lacrosse. Um, uh, Middletown, the number two overall seed uh, in, in 2A. Um, so that game is at two. And then uh, who am I missing here? Um, we have... That was that was it for lacrosse. That was all four. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting mixed up. We have so, we, we have so, <laughs> so many teams. So many teams I, I, I'm, so I'm, I'm getting mixed space. up. Right. Yeah, ex- exactly. So those are all state semifinals. Uh, Saturday, they're all Saturday. Uh, usually right, Usually in the middle of the afternoon here, the games are either at 12 or 2. Um, now, baseball and softball, we're still in the uh, quarterfinal stage. Uh, there will be semis, I guess, early next week, and then the finals will be uh, next weekend, uh, lone baseball team left is the number one overall seed in, in 4A. It's it's Urbana, and they'll host Old Mill at uh, uh, 4.30 on Friday of a, a game Urbana should probably win, right, Alexander? Yeah, and I'm, I mean, Old Mill's definitely not a pushover. You know, they, they were state champions uh, in 2019, so they're, they, have, they have a good sort of, you know, program traditionally um this year they were they were 500 the regular season kind of up and down but they caught fire in their region to win it so again i wouldn't expect to push over but urbana i i would imagine urbana's and urbana's in decent shape in that one now keegan johnson will not be available to pitch mm-hmm. because he's uh he he hit the pitch limit mm-hmm. on wednesday um against um it was northwest, uh, northwest. Uh, he threw 108 pitches. He also threw a, a uh, in relief uh, two days before that on Monday. So he's he's worked a lot this week. Uh, but Eli Darasi Citrone, a, a very capable number two starter for Urbana. Yeah, and I mean he's he's been I mean quite frankly just as dominant as Keegan. Aside from he he had a rough uh, Eli had a rough first start against Sherwood, but. Outside of that, he's been just as dominant, if not in some cases more so than Keegan. So again, if if he continues his his top form that he's in, um, that'll be that'll be pretty good. For yeah, him. and Urbana sort of gambled with him on Monday in their win because they were in a in a close game uh, against uh, Clarksburg. They had a one nothing lead. Um, uh, Darasi Citron had set, thrown seventy five pitches, but they needed him for later in the week, so th- so they took him out of the game. It, they took him out of a one nothing game. And then the Urbana bullpen comes in. They promptly load the bases with a couple of walks. And then they have to bring in Keegan uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to get him out of that jam and uh, and preserve their lead. A game they eventually won, uh, I believe it was 3 nothing on, on Monday over Clarksburg. Uh, John will rely on your softball expertise. <laughs> uh, well, because we have, because we, that's other than. This is the sport with the most teams yeah. still left. I mean, right, yeah. um, <clears throat> right. Um, yeah, we'll start with the reigning state champs, uh, Ligonor. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, they're playing uh, uh, Huntingtown at 4 p.m. Friday. Um, how, how do you sort of handicap that one, John? Well, I mean, uh, Huntingtown's the, the favorite. Uh, Ligonor is uh, still a very good team. Um, they, they're playing really well right now, but – you just you gotta think eventually they're gonna run to some sort of a buzzsaw team, um, and not that they couldn't handle them, but they're gonna have their hands full probably. Uh, 
yeah, tomorrow with that game. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, they they're they're good all around team. I mean, they hit the ball hard. They're uh, excellent fielders. I mean, pretty much all over the place. Um, they have Cameron McKay is a really good, you know, I call her a junk ball pitcher, but she's very good at it. Uh, well, will she likely pitch the game or? Uh, I would think, well, I, I think she would. She pitched against TJ. Now I know they have Gracie Wilson who has a little, a little bit more pop, a little more power. Um, they could use her. Um, but I would guess they would go with McKay. I mean, because I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, because she's got what? Well, a day's rest anyway, a full day's rest. So I mean, it's softball. They can they can come back with that. And, and just worth noting, they were uh, Lincoln was down five nothing to TJ mm-hmm. uh, before the before the offense really the uh, caught in, in in the regional final. And their offense right. caught fire and what eleven unanswered runs uh, in, right. in that game against the TJ team that beat them twice during the regular season. So I mean, I, I can't count them out. I mean, they had they had a bulletin board in their dugout with all these things, and they you know they it said hey. We, we lost to TJ twice this year, but last year we lost to him in the regular season. Then we ten run rolled him in the playoffs. They have all those types of things they do to kind of keep their heads straight, and uh, seems to work for them. So who knows? Uh, Walkersville uh, in two A, uh, returning uh, uh, state semifinalist, but but they run, they're <laughs> running into the team that they lost right. to in, in the state semis last year in uh, Calvert, but. Uh, most of the team is back. Uh, they have another year of experience under their belt. So, um, uh, do you give Walkersville any sort of shot here, John? Mm, I gotta think they do better than they did last year. I think it was eleven nothing. I want to say. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't see. I mean, they're they're a really good solid team. Um, uh, I'm not, I don't see them losing that badly. And eh, be nice to see them compete. I'm gonna I'm going to that game. So uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Uh, Catoctin, uh, plays, uh, Allegheny. Allegheny, I believe is the defending one, a state champion. So, uh, obviously a formidable team, but when, when you have a pitcher like uh, Taylor Smith, uh, John, uh, that, that gives you a shot. Yeah. I mean, th- exactly. And, uh, I mean, she's our best pitcher in the County and she's the best we've had in a while. Um, uh, we were talking about it today. I mean, at some point in her career, I, I got to think she's going to win a state title. Uh, you know, if not this uh, year, uh, only a sophomore and, yeah. and, and, and Megan Gray, they're 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 big junior. hitter and, and is only a junior, so, right. so they're both back next year. Right. I, I mean, I'm not going to write them off this year. I mean, I, I think they have a chance to win this game uh, tomorrow, and then uh, you know we'll see see where the chips fall after that. But uh, yeah, they, I mean, it, it's a possible thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, in 4A, uh, Urbana, I believe, is the four seed, or they're the five seed, excuse me, and they're going to Walter Johnson. Uh, the game was moved. It was originally scheduled for Friday. It got moved to 2 p.m. Saturday for, do we, I don't even know if we know the reason. Yeah, w, WJ has their prom Friday uh, nights. Uh, so. uh, the, dar- the darn prom uh, <laughs> for, for another school got in the way. So Hey, maybe uh, it'll be an advantage for Urbana because they might all, all the WJ players might be tired. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> might be tired uh, I was going to say, maybe, maybe maybe Urbana will show up at the the WJ prom and like spike the punch or, <laughs> or, 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 or something like that. Yeah, I'm so. picking Urbana in this one. I mean, um, I, I've talked about him before again, just um, great all around defensively. That's a big thing for me. Um, and they have Delaney Reef, who's the best hitter in our county, and she can you know tear it up. And they have some other good, I'll call them supporting hitters behind her that can hit the ball pretty well. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think Urbana wins that game. That's right. My, my gut feeling. So we have nine uh, teams uh, at this stage of the of the team uh, sports. How are we feeling about potential state champs? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean it it it. it... We were we were we were trying to map this out, John and I were, and it, it's it's much easier to see a path to the state finals for a lot of these teams than it is to see them actually win because mm. a lot of these it's one of those where it's like 
if okay, if they have a favorable draw in the quarters and the semis, they're probably going to run into some buzzsaw in the finals, or or maybe they have a, a good quarterfinal draw. But then, like the example I'm going to use, if um if Ling- if Lingenor can get past uh, Huntingtown tomorrow, um, well, waiting in the semifinals is probably going to be undefeated Reservoir. Like that's mm-hmm. you know, that's a really tough. It's a really tough ask. Um, you know, so it, it's one of those where it's like they're going to be all be competitive, but I don't know. It's a little hard to see any of them getting over. Even, I mean, even Urbana baseball, right? They're the number one overall seed, but likely their path would be, you know, if they get through Old Mill, get through the semifinal, they're probably playing Sherwood in the final, and Sherwood, you know, clobber them the first game of the season. So, like, why is Urbana softball? Hey, right. Hey, hey. So, you know, it, it, again, th- there are more viable paths to go far than there are to win, but. You also have to. You also have to play. You know. You know. Law of averages, right? Like, well, there, there's nine teams. That at least one of them is probably going to come through. But mm. yeah, I mean, <laughs> anyone probably has a shot uh, yeah. uh, on any given day uh, at this stage of the game. But but I'll be honest. A year ago, I didn't think Lingenor was going to win the softball title. I right. thought they were a really good team. But I'm like, oh, they've had better. Uh, they've had better teams, more powerful teams, and they didn't win. So I'm like, eh, probably not going to happen. And they did. They, so. they, they did. They caught a big break, but 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 to their credit, they took they're, advantage they, of the big break. Yeah, <laughs> they're, 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 they were there to take advantage so. of it because they beat an undefeated Damascus team in the state semis. Sure. Handily. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so those are the teams still kicking in the state tournament. Uh, Alexander, I believe the Catoctin baseball team deserves a bit of a mention here because they had an outstanding season, but. Uh, ran into a, a clear spring team with some with some tough pitchers, and and that makes a big difference. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of games that were effectively about champions, I mean that one A West region, what their region two uh, championship game or title game, that's almost was effectively the one I think was the one A state championship because Clear Spring is the one seed now overall in the bracket and. I was looking at their path, and I'm like, they, there's a couple, you know, decent teams in the way, but they should be able to just easily handle, you know, everybody down the line to repeat. And I mean, it's we've said I've said it before that region is probably the toughest region. I mean, it's definitely the toughest region in one A, probably the toughest region in the state, top to bottom. Um, and I mean, and and it was kind of the the matchup we all we all were expecting and wanted uh and clear spring round three in the fi- in the regional final the two uh you know the two aces uh, joey mcmanus for Catoctin and uh hudson Trobaugh for um uh for clear spring he's a, he's an old dominion commit as well so big you know two two sort of big arms and i mean it, it was it was a duel that, that uh, neither pitcher was at the top of their game but really the difference was um Trobaugh and clear spring worked out of every jam they were in and uh, McManus, he, he, he was, he was, he was, I mean, he still pitched well, but it was definitely not his, you know, not his, he didn't have his best stuff, um, and scattered, scattered some hits, three runs, but you know, when it's a pitcher's duel and the other team's getting out of all, getting, you know, you're, 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 you're getting, you're putting them in jams, but then the other team's getting out of it. It's usually those two teams. It's interesting because they didn't right. play during the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. But next year, clear spring comes in the in the Central Maryland yes. Conference, so they will pl- they play each other at least once during the regular yeah, season. Yeah, and I mean that's going to really you know kick up the. I mean, I mean, I mean again that that region's already pretty you know pretty tough as it is, but that's going to really kick up. Yeah. You know, we're uh, Catoctin getting them now in the regular season mm-hmm. probably twice I would imagine unless they re redo the schedule math. Um, yeah. Probably getting them twice, which will be interesting. And and they're and they all, and uh, speaking of, again, I've mentioned this before. They're playing to schedule Urbana too, so like mm, that's, that's you know their their schedule is going to 
only get tougher. Um, I hope softball but, does that too. I assume they probably would. Yeah, yeah, that would so, be good. I, I would imagine. But. Same thing. All right, guys. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's take a look at one of these uh, closer. Uh, let's take a closer look at one of these uh, state lacrosse semifinals. And when we come back, we'll do just that uh, with uh, Dean Kosha, a head coach of the uh, Ligonor High girls lacrosse team, as the Lancers uh, prepare to take on top seeded Towson on Saturday afternoon in Class 3A. Stay with us here on the final score. All right, Dean Kosha is here, uh, first-year girls lacrosse coach at Leganora High School. Lancers are back in the state semifinals. We'll play at 2 p.m. this Saturday against the top seed in Class 3A, uh, Towson, um, at Paint Branch uh, High School. Uh, that, that's the site of the game uh, where I think uh, 3A uh, played their games last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, Dean, welcome. Uh, th- th- thanks for being here. Um, how do you and your players approach this semifinal? Because some of the players are back from last year. Some of your top players are back, but, but a lot of the team is new. Uh, and some of the coaches, including yourself, are new. So, so, that, so you don't really have that scar tissue from last year's heartbreaking last 30-second loss to Severna Park in the state semifinal. So, so how, how do you and your team look at this game and sort of approach it going into Saturday? I mean, we're excited for the game. I think when you think about this team, um, we have three seniors, and then a majority of our starters are in our bar, in our junior class. Um, a lot of these girls um, were on that team last year, and I think that's really where we're going to build on just having that experience going into these games. Um, we're really excited about this opportunity. I think the fact that we uh, have reached this level last year, although I wasn't the coach, you know, I followed the girls. Um, I actually grew up in the Pasadena area, which is Serrano Park was our arch rivals. So um, I have a little bit of experience with Anne Arundel County lacrosse. So I know last year was kind of a heartbreaking, uh, kind of a last second goal that propelled Serrano Park into uh, the game against Mary's Ridge. Um, but as for the girls, uh, they're extremely excited. Um, yesterday, we really um, got off to a fast start, which is what we wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, you, you beat Northern Calvert in the quarterfinals, 15-9. to nine. Yeah, yeah and it, I mean, we uh, the score really didn't reflect how we played. I think we... Um, it did not, because it was 15-2 to two at one point. Yeah, I mean, we were dominating. Um, we had great production from both our offense and defense. And, and, uh, and you subbed some players out. Yeah, um, I mean... When, when the game's that lopsided, you want to make sure that you give other girls experience at that level. Right. And I think, you know, I think that was the right call. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but like you said, when you look at the final score on paper, 15-9, yeah. to nine, it looks like a fairly competitive game. It, it, it really wasn't. You yeah. guys dominated from start to finish. Yeah, and, and what I love about it is that we talk about micro moments, um, winning draws, winning ground balls, uh, taking effective shots, and um, our leadership on the team they they did a great job and um we were very pleased with how they performed as for preparation we have now we have two days um we we thought we would be playing on friday but now that we're playing on saturday we have two days of preparation so do you like the extra day or would you rather get back at it no i do like the extra day um i think that uh we can uh look at our films and and make some adjustments and get ready for for uh, our opponents. So I, I like the extra day. Yeah. Plus fresh, fresh legs are always a good thing. Yeah. 
What do you know about Towson? So what I know about Towson is that um, they're very fast. They're very senior-driven. Um, I think I read an article today. They had like uh, 10 to 12 seniors on their team. Well, so when I hear that, I hear veterans. They've been doing this for a while. Um, you know, Towson has always been that, that, that Towson area with Delaney and Towson and other schools down that way. Um, they're always a, a, a dominant force just where they are geographically in Maryland you tend to get a lot of club players. Um, I think they're going to be physical. And I think one of the things that uh, it's important for us is to, for us to, to uh, match their physicality and just keep our emotions in check and just play hard. You know, I think one of the things that you saw yesterday is that our offense could be very potent at times. And I just think that if we, uh, we, we play our game, it should be a really nice matchup for us yeah i mean all regions aren't created equal and sometimes you get a regional champ or or a team at this level that really hasn't been tested too much so i wanted to ask you about the caliber of competition uh towson played you hinted at it it's a pretty strong uh, area for lacrosse so like you're getting a pretty legit uh state semifinalist in your opponent on saturday it seems oh yeah it's going to be a true test um i i love um the experience of our of our girls having that experience last year and then we do have a lot of girls who uh, are planning to go on and play in college at the junior ranks, and some of our seniors are going on to play in college too. So when you think about that quality and caliber of player, like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm looking forward to the matchup. Right. Uh, how did you come into this job as the coach of the Lancers? Yeah. So um, when I had heard that there was a vacancy, you know, um, I, uh, I essentially you know, researched the opportunity. Were you, um, you were in the area or working or, um, or, uh, you're Frederick. Uh, yeah. So resident? I live in Newmarket. Okay. Um, I actually have a daughter who's in seventh grade who plays club lacrosse. Gotcha. Um, I've coached her, her entire life, uh, at various rec and club locations. Um, and then, um, one of my passions is coaching. Um, and I, uh, I had the opportunity I played in college and where, where, where'd you play? I played at, uh, it, at the time, it was called Western Maryland. Uh, now you, it's called you, McDaniel. You, you're dating yourself, Dean. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm up there. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I played back in '92 in through '96 there, and um, had a great career. Um, learned a lot about lacrosse, and then learned a lot about life. And that was my passion for, you know, trying to um, get involved with lacrosse to not only transfer the game knowledge that I have, but also talking about setting goals, overcoming uh, obstacles, dealing with adversity. So there's things, those things are kind of my passion for young people. And, and then, uh, you know, I must've did a great job in the interview because uh, Howie Putterman, our AD gave me the job. Right. So so you saw, you saw an opening. How did you, how'd you learn of the opening? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm intimately involved with the lacrosse community Uh, from, you know, various, clubs that I'm involved with, whether my, where my daughter plays or local. So, you know, word travels. One thing about lacrosse is it's a, it's a small community and word travels quick. And then when I heard it was open, I, uh, you know, I just inquired about the opening and just presented my case. Right. And it, it actually worked out. And, and, and here you are. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what attracted you to lacrosse as a sport? Did you play other sports or is, was lacrosse always your sport or what, 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 what attracted you to the sport of lacrosse? Yeah. So um, I played soccer and lacrosse growing up, but before I got to lacrosse, I was a baseball player. And you grew up in, uh, you say, uh, Pasadena, Maryland. Yeah. Right. Yep. I went to Chesapeake High School. Yep. Um, 
and um, played soccer and lacrosse there, yeah. and then um, picked up lacrosse in seventh grade. And it was really the coaches that inspired me once I started playing. I had some great coaches. I've played with some really great players that had unbelievable college careers. Um, all a, Americans. A, a, any recognizable names uh, that people I mean, might know? I'm going to date you here, but uh, Timmy McGinney was our my goalie. He was a four-time All-American at Loyola. Yeah. Andy Ross was on the USA team. He was a midi for uh, for the Naval Academy. Um and then it just kind of sprouts off from there. Those probably the two my two closest friends that played at the highest level, and we a lot of that a lot of that team went on to play in college. And um, I decided to go Division three. Um, I wasn't the, the greatest student back then, and uh, you know I, I wanted a smaller school, and it was between Washington College and and uh, I'll call it McDaniel now. Right, uh, but. Uh, and then I, I chose McDaniel, and I had a great coach. We, uh, I, when I was a freshman, we, we got a new coach, very similar to my experience at Linganore. And he came in, and um, he taught us the game. And we ended up, you know, we were always that middle-tier team in the Centennial Conference. Um, Gettysburg was always dominant. Washington College was always dominant. F&M. But um, I, had a, I had a great career. I mean, I played – all four years, started all four years. and What, what was your position? I was attack. You were so, an attack. You were a goal scorer. I was, well, I was a goal scorer, but I, I also had a lot of assists. So we played the, um, we played a game. I, I, I took great passion in, in being a feeder, and, um, and I, that's kind of how I coached the game on attack is, you know, when you look at our scoring at Linganore, you know, there's a lot of diversity in our scoring, but then we have a lot of girls who have a lot of assists, and um, that's just the game we play. And I love that. I love that it's not a, you know, a dodging based offense. It's really a, a, um, a passing based offense is how I would view it. Right. So, so how do you know when to shoot and when to pass? So when I played, or or with well, my well, current well, situation? Well, either. Well, first when you played. So back then in, in lacrosse, it was you drive hard until you draw the double. And if you draw the double and the wrong guy doubles you, I was lethal with the, with the pass. Um, and I knew I was scouted to be the person to go to the goal. And um, very similar to the chemistry that we talked about yesterday with our attack, my best friends were my, my, my counterparts and I just knew where they were going to be. Right. So I was going to say, how'd you learn to see the field? <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I just had a knack. I mean, I knew, um, you know, you always want to be a Dodger first when it comes to lacrosse, you want to establish yourself as somebody who's going to go to the goal, but great, great players know how to quickly adjust and find the opening. Right. And, and we've seen that in, with the way our girls play attack and even some of our opponents. Right. So the goal scorers get the credit though. So, yeah. and then not, not, not necessarily the person that passed. Did, did, did it ever, did it ever bug you that, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm really setting up these goals, but, but, but someone else is getting all the credit. Never. I loved it. Um, you know, when you looked at my stats, I was a goal scorer too, but it was, it was always heavy to the assist. And, um, so you enjoyed setting someone up more than scoring. Yeah. It was great. I mean, for me, it was about winning and doing the right thing. And um, there's, to me, there's nothing prettier than um, an unselfish player coming around the crease, drawing a double team, and having a layup goal. And um, that's that's there's nothing prettier than that. And that's that's how I coach the game. Yeah, I was you know? gonna say, how do you sell unselfishness to your players? Yeah, well, fortunately, 
you know, I inherited a team that there's not a lot of selfish girls on the team. I mean, when you look at um, our attack, you know, we have multiple girls, Hadley Robertson and um, Annabelle Geisler, who are well into their 30s in terms of their assists. Um, and then even, um, you know, Leah Doy and Reese Wallach. Um, you're your top goal scorers. They are top goal scorers, but they also aren't afraid to give up the ball. And I think you probably witnessed that last night. Right. So. Uh, when did you know you wanted to be a coach? Well, I've always been a coach, you know, since I, uh, since my daughter got involved with it. Um, the high school, I really was looking for something in my life that outside of my career of, of uh, having responsibility. And my why, the reason why I got into it was getting back to um, giving, just giving back in terms of what I learned from the lacrosse field how do I, can I transfer that over to young people to say, hey, it's about establishing a goal. It's about trusting your teammates. It's about, you know, working hard and, and, and not settling for, for mediocrity. That's really my why. And that's when I think if you were to talk to the girls, I've been very consistent on believe, work, trust, or believe, trust, work is what, how we, that's our motto of the year is just believe in yourself, believe in your teammates, trust yourself, trust each other, and then keep working until you figure it out. Right. Uh, coaching high school, it's a huge time commitment. You're, you're, you're yeah. not making, you're not making a lot of money. You're not doing it uh, yeah. d- to get rich. Obviously. Did you ever think, Hey, maybe I've bit off more than I could chew here. No, I didn't. I mean, um, I have a very supportive family. Um, and then I will say that there is a little bit of selfishness that my daughter will attend Linganore and yeah. I was thinking about her. So where is the, where the time commitment comes in is that, um, this year, you know, I'm learning a lot about, the uh the my the minute details of coaching high school but um you know the eye you know i continue to just grow it's a growth opportunity for me and i and i really enjoy it and fortunately my career allows us allows me to have that flexibility at the end of the day and we do everything at night and that's been very beneficial for me well what's your day job can you tell us i can i'm in i i'm in pharmaceutical sales so okay i, I uh i've been in sales my entire career do you work here in frederick or yeah um... uh, so territories are big but frederick is part of my territory yeah so i go down to um northern virginia and i go you know uh to columbia and uh that's kind of i've been doing that for since 2007 so it's kind of it's what i it's what, it's what my day job yeah yeah. Uh, is it is it tough to take over sort of uh, I don't want to say an established team because there are a lot of new faces on this team and a lot of young players only three seniors like you said yeah but but a team that's had success and 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 you have players that were a huge part of that success already on the team when when you come aboard is is that a difficult transition well I don't know if it's a difficult transition I mean I think it was something that I expected um, I think whenever uh, a high school or any team goes through. Uh, a change in coaching, you're always going to have that first year. Um, I think the success that where we are now playing in this game that we're going to play in this week, in this weekend, um, shows that we were able to pull it off. Um, sure. Of course, being a new coach, um, I've made mistakes, you know, uh, that, that, uh, I learned from and, you know, but one of the things that I have tried to do is just connect with a, connect with a player and, and try to make them better. Um, fortunately, my coaching staff is outstanding. We have, we have I have two other coaches that um, understand the game. And I think that... And, and who um, are they? Shout them out. So Dave Doy, who um, uh, is an educator um, outside the county, but uh, has 
Leah Doys is is his daughter. And then Kristen Jones, who played at JMU um, and played defense and had a, had a very good career as well. And she does. She coaches her kids in clubs. So the expertise is there um, in terms of um, being able to get in, make the team better. But uh, I will say that these girls are a very special bunch in terms of um, their ability to pick up things quickly. And that makes it a lot easier to transition um, because they're, you know, they have had that experience um, from last year and they're, they're just great players. Was this your first coaching job other than coaching your, uh, your daughter? You mean in, like from high school? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Definitely. I coached, I coached one year at, at Western Maryland okay. um, or McDaniel yep. um, uh, postgraduate, you know, um, so that, but, but I was much younger then and. Yeah. Didn't know what I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you sell yourself? What, what, did you, what did you say to the girls at the first team practice or first team meeting? So the first thing I said to them was, you know, um, I took them over to our, um, our press box. And on the back of our press box at Linganore High is a list of all spring sports that have been state champions. And they, I was standing underneath the sign and they were facing me and I just said hey girls what's missing here and they all looked up and so I kind of set the goal um knowing where they were last year what's missing in Frederick County Frederick County has never had a state girls lacrosse champion right so and you guys are two wins away from being the first potential yeah so it's I mean I didn't know that I mean I I mean I didn't know that Frederick County um we've we've had Three boys champions. Right. Uh, Ligonors won the boys twice. Right. And uh, um, and also Urbana's won the boys. Right. But on the girls' side, we're 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 still waiting for our first uh, champ here in the county. Well, maybe so. maybe it's this year. Right. So, so what gave you the idea to to, to uh, give that message right off the bat? There, so dude? I did my due diligence. I mean, I wasn't taking over without understanding personnel and yeah, um, abilities. So, um. So I just took the risk to say, let's go for it, right? I mean, when you look at that junior class and you look at the senior class and then you look to graduated yesterday, I mean, last year, not yesterday, last year, sorry, you would think that it's, a, it's, a, it's an attainable goal. Um, and then the next step was to just get them to believe it and, and get them to come together as uh, the unit, a tight unit. And that was, that was how I kicked it off was – you got to believe, you got to trust, and you got to – I mean, I did a lot of work. I mean, I looked at a lot of their game films from last year. Did, did you talk to Brooke Wilson? Who was I did. Your, I talked your, to Brooke. Your, your, your predecessor. Yeah. Yep. I talked to Brooke, um, um, and then I did my due diligence, and then I was strategic on who I hired. I mean, um, I just mentioned to the team is that I know what I'm good at, I know what I'm not good at, and, you know, the fact that I could get um, the staff that I have not only on the varsity but in the JV – um, allowed it to, you know, I mean, we talk about it every day, the, the coaching staff, we, we talk every day in the morning on the way to work and we bounce ideas off of each other. And we, and, um, so the, the commitments there, you know, the commitment from the, from the coaching staff to get better as a coaching staff, we're there, we're, we're getting better every day. And that's, that's important. How, how do you think your first message was received? You know, I, I think, I don't know. 
I don't I don't know how I would answer that question. I, mean, I think I think that um, I think that maybe the when I said that lofty goal, um, I'm sure there are some girls that probably said, yeah, that's that's attainable. We, maybe were, we were almost there last year. Yeah, you're almost there last year. So that was my goal was to to kind of shape, not really try to change. Yeah, it was just to shape it um, because, you know, I'd be a fool to come in and try to to try to change the culture or change the, uh, the way they played last year, you know, but everybody can get better. I mean, I think, I think that's the goal is that everybody can get better. And, um, and I think we're proving that. I mean, I think, you know, Saturday will be a good game. Yeah. So talking to uh, Dean uh, Kosha, uh, Ligonor girls, uh, varsity uh, lacrosse coach. And uh, you guys have had a heck of a season so far, uh, 12 and three, uh, overall, heading into this game, two-year losses were to to Middletown, uh, which has been the the, uh, the really the standard in the county. I, I I'd say for the last four or five years, and and you also lost to a good Carroll County school in 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 South Carroll. So, uh, in the Central Maryland Conference Championship game, you were right there with Leganor. Yeah, yeah, you, you you took them to overtime. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's taken everyone's best uh, to, to knock you guys off this year. Um, what, what, what makes this such a good group of players? Uh, you, you have some seniors, like we said, the three seniors, uh, uh, Caitlin Crosby, uh, Savannah Donahue, and uh, Olivia Pickett. And you, you have a great uh, junior class. We, 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 we've touched on some of them, Meg Hummel, um, Reese Wallach, uh, Leah Doy. Uh, it, it seems like it's a good mix on this team. Yeah, I mean, I think what makes the team really good is that these girls have been playing together for a long time, and they they um, they have they have that previous experience. Um, and then you mentioned some of the names. Um, there are just there are girls that they have that burning desire to always go go go, and they set the bar high for themselves. You know, when you think about attitude and motivation and commitment when you don't have to coach that it makes it real easy. And I th- would say that the girls are committed and they have the right attitude and they're, and they're trying to get better every day. Um, so that's what makes it unique. And I think as being a coach and identifying that and not trying to, um, to try to change that allows the, the girls to, to flourish. Right. Uh, Reese Wallach had uh, six goals in your quarterfinal win over Northern. Uh, Leah Doy uh, had uh, um, she had four. So so those two girls alone um, accounted for ten of your fifteen goals in that game. I talked to them after the game. They said they're best friends. They finish each other's sentences. Uh, they uh, they have one brain. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they they joked. Is that chemistry with those two? Is that obvious um when you watch them and practice every day and when and has that been obvious from day one I guess yeah it's obvious from day one I mean I think we talked yesterday after the game and um they have been friends for a very long time and and you asked me about my career I will tell you that there's a lot of synergy between how they played and how how I was successful. In I, I wanted to ask you that. Who's the Dave Kosha on this, on this Ligonora girls lacrosse team? <laughs> I, I, is there one? <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean Dean, Dean Kosha? You mean uh, uh, Dean? That's all right. No, who, no, who, who, who's Dave Kosha? That is that a long lost yeah, relative I, there? That you I, know, uh, I mean, I played the game like Annabelle and, um, and, and, and Hadley. Yeah. Um, I always came from behind and I looked for the, the feeding first, but, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I would say that uh, 
I had the I have the intensity of uh, uh, of uh, you know the 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 all all the girls on the team are just so intense. So yeah. sometimes it's just really hard to uh, to pick just one who I play. But I was a, like I said, I was a, I played the game like uh, I was a feeder first. You know, I would establish myself and then go. So. Uh, want to shout out your goalie too, uh, Peyton Peyton uh, Boatler, who's been a been uh, big for you all season. So our defense is just as strong as our attack. Um, Peyton is is an amazing goaltender. Um, she uh, she when you look back on some of the games that were close, her ability to stop the eight meter shot to transition the fast breaks, she has really. Um, she was the game changer in a lot of those games. Um, Tatum Coleman, Savannah Donahue, Ryan Rupp, Madeline Breck, those defenders, you know, it's easy to talk about offense because there's a tangible stat that we can put to it. But when you look looked at yesterday's performance, um, the defense really dominated um, that game yesterday. I mean, Peyton, when, when we did have a foul at eight meter, Peyton stopped – a majority of them. I mean, I think at one point it was 13 to one and they had their fair share of uh, eight meters. So Peyton's an amazing goalie and, and we have some great defenders. Right. So. Lacrosse is obviously a possession sport yet. You have to win the draws to, to gain possession. Uh, who's, who's been your primary draw taker. So season? Meg Hummel and live, live Pickett, Um, they, uh, they do a really nice job of winning the draw. Uh, I haven't seen, um, s- a one-handed game, if you understand what I'm saying, like Meg Hummel. She gets very tall, she extends, and she has the ability to snag that ball, which takes a lot of coordination. So she's she is a special drawler and a special player. Yeah. Um, and Liv Pickett in the big games this year in the draw, specifically against Urbana, Liv has established herself as a as a great drawler. So that's the fortunate thing about our team is that we have flexibility there on the draw, but um, they're two very special players. Right. Yeah, I mean, Urbana had an awesome season this year, the Urbana girls, yeah. and, and, and you guys uh, you guys beat them uh, 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 fa- fairly, comfortable, fairly comfortably, too. So. Well, that was a great game. We were yeah. down by five, yeah. and um, we just turned it on, and um, it, was, uh, it was our defining moment this year. Uh, you know, we had, we had had Middletown for the first time, and – South Carroll early in the season and we were we were trying to establish ourselves as a team we, you know we were working through just the newness of the season and probably new coaching staff and the Urbana game was our defining moment um, where where we transitioned into our belief structure went through the roof and um, a lot of players stepped up in that game to include our defense with Peyton and uh, and and Tatum and Sav Savannah Donahue so right. Outside of your what's missing on this uh, on these signs chat right 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 from the beginning, how how often do you guys talk about winning a state championship if if, if you do at all? I mean, it's our goal. So you know, it was our goal. We talked about it. I mean, we knew we had to take care of business. I think that um, with Frederick County and the way it's structured with the CMCs, you know, our first goal was to be state to be county champions, and then um, we were always building for May. Um, yeah, I wanted to say that it seems like you guys have gotten better and better yeah. and better over the course of the yeah, season. Yeah, we were always we were always building for May. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about how the playoffs work is 
regardless of your schedule, uh, you're going to make the playoffs. And, you know, when you have a new coaching staff with new uh, philosophies on defense and, and putting in different plays that they did last year, it takes time. And um, fortunately for us, we did well in our regular season um, and we made it to the CMCs and now we're at the state championship. So, you know, it's just great. How, how much did you change, Dean? How much did you change the offense, the defense? Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't – I couldn't speak to the, – the girls embraced it. I mean, there was, there was no pushback on, hey, we're running these plays and we don't – you know, this isn't something we did. I, you know, I didn't really dig into um, – I watched them play on video from last year and they had an outstanding team. Um, we just provided structure to, to, um, to the offense. But right. – you know, one thing about lacrosse is beautiful is that it really is a game of of entrepreneurial spirit. Spirit, like you can't you can't coach it all the way to the goal. You just have to you just have to play the game. And I think all we did is provide framework. The girls work within the framework, and then they become they 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 make it what it is. Right. And that's the advantage of having the veteran team that I inherited. That I you didn't you're just given thought provoking ideas and see if they can make the best of it. Yeah. I mean, I imagine when you were watching the film of last year's team, you were seeing things that you liked and Hey, let's keep doing yeah. this. And you're seeing things that uh, you could tweak a little bit and yeah. say, maybe, maybe, maybe let's try this a little differently. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember my first practice, you know, trying to implement some new stuff and maybe it wasn't communicated well. And then it just took time. And, you know, I think the commitment of the girls and the program, and then the commitment of the staff, we just kept working through it. Like anything, you know, we talk about if you're going to fail, fail early and learn quick. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so so I feel like that's kind of where we landed. So. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what's the level of pressure? What's the level of nerves when, when, when you're two wins from a state championship? Do, do you feel it at all, or does, is Saturday just going to feel like another game? No. I, so, you know, I tell the girls, if you're nervous, you care. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous, but I think, uh, you know, I- I've been in this situation before as a player, and you know, really what you're coaching to now is just control confidence. Like, just be confident. Like, you deserve to be here. You know, they're, they're not going to be these, you know, there's not a size difference. There's not, it, you know, these girls have played lacrosse just as long as you have. Everyone's yeah. here for a reason. Everybody's right? here for a reason. It's just right. like, you know, we do talk about my, I call them micro moments, meaning um, take care of the ball. Don't throw one away. Win a draw. Get a ground ball first time. I mean, if you're going to make a pass, throw it stick side up by the ear. Those little things that I coach to um, matter. And if you control a majority of those moments when they happen, the results will take care of themselves. Right. So. Uh, once again, uh, Ligonor girls, uh, the number four seed in uh, 3A, uh, winners of their region, uh, winners of a state quarterfinal over Northern Calvert, who was a state semifinalist last year, uh, 15-9. Uh, Lancers will take on a top-seeded Towson, uh, 2 p.m. Saturday, uh, Paint Branch High School. Uh, Dean Kosha, thanks for coming in, sir. It's been, been a fun conversation. Hey, this was great. I really appreciate you taking the time. and. Let's keep promoting women, girls lacrosse. I mean, let's well, grow the sport. If you, let's win a state title, and, and you guys uh-huh. will be back in here. Maybe we, <laughs> maybe we could bring some of your uh, star players in uh, uh, too. I would so. love that. I would love that. 
Dean, thanks so much again for coming in. And uh, thanks to Graham Cullen for producing the podcast every week. Thanks to my colleagues here at the News Post, uh, Alexander Dacey, John Cannon, for talking uh, some Frederick County sports during this busy playoff time of year. That will do it for us this week, but we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, Take care, everyone, and uh, look forward to talking to you again next week on the Final Score Podcast. (laughs) 